It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We talk about Auburn quarterback Bo Nix and how TJ Finley will replace him as well as the collapse and everything that went wrong for the Tigers on Saturday against Mississippi State. This is Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and joining me as he does every Tuesday, Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. How are you? Feeling great, man. I got my own t-shirt now. I'm pretty fired up. Super excited. AUShirts.com, baby. Now, thank you, for, uh, thank you for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. So, I did something bad. Oh, boy. Let's hear it. So, I'm working from home now, right? Starting Thursday. Thursday is my last day at the radio station. And I went and got a mouse for my, my laptop since I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff at home. Normally, I've been using the station computer, which has is a desktop with the mouse and all that. So, I got a mouse. I got home. I'm like, ah, I got to order, a, I gotta order a, a mouse pad, right? Yep. Order this Thursday night. I forget all about it. Then Saturday happens. Total debacle. Sunday, we talk about it. And when we record yesterday's show, I go and check my mail today. My mouse pad is here. And YouTube will be able to see it just fine. I need you to describe this for the folks on the podcast. Oh, no. Oh, God. It's the, the scoreboard. Uh, ATL, New England, 28-3, to 217 left in the third quarter. I just I forgot all about get. it. That's my fault, right? Mm, mm, that hurt, buddy. That just hurt right back, right back in the heart. Oh right, my god! Right back to it. I mean, it's all anybody wants to talk about, and rightfully so. I mean, when things go wrong for us, it seems like they really go wrong. I mean, the massive collapse, and I talked to someone today that told me it wasn't really a collapse, and I, and I want to go into that later if you want. But I mean, it, it's like half of our teams hurt now. Like key guys. I mean, your quarterbacks out. Uh, your kicker that's been well above average when it comes to college kickers is out. I've been told Kobe Hudson has a concussion today. I hope that's not true. And it's just like so many other things like Troxels may miss time. Like Janker may miss time. I mean, just a, a, a terrible, absolutely terrible series of events. I mean, Saturday is it, just, it was going so well. And then just everything fell apart. It's wild. How like a flip, uh, a switch flipped and the momentum turn and it was absolutely over it was over and there was nothing you could see it coming and it was like a slow death uh you could see it coming and there's nothing that you could do about it it's like it's like dying in quicksand like you just slowly sink 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 until finally you're under and there's nothing you can do about it right right the harder we tried the faster which i mean it was awful it was awful. so, so I'm, really, I'm really going with this quicksand reference i'm really i'm really no, sticking that, with that's fine <laughs> i feel like i'm in quicksand listening to it so the uh, <laughs> So the um, some some miscommunication as far as what was um, what was recorded yesterday. I don't really know how. I think I was pretty clear with it. But we recorded the original show Sunday morning, and then we put up a new like uh, about four or five minutes of me talking with an updated version Sunday night. Right. Um, but obviously, Bo Nix will miss the rest of the season. You saw pictures coming out of, of already him. out of surgery. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it went well. It's just now he's got to recover and, and go through all that. But 
Uh, one, your thoughts on him playing through the injury, and two, TJ Finley moving forward. Uh, so uh, the the injury part, um, you could tell that he was definitely laboring. I've t- come to find out that it's an actual broken bone. It's pretty pretty wild that he was even able to walk and, and do what he did. Um, and I thought he still played pretty well. Um, uh, the, everything went right in the first half, and then nothing could go right in the second half. Right. Um, just it just it just started snowballing, uh, and then. You put TJ in, and uh, as good as he is, as good as he can be, may be, may not be, the offensive line doesn't change. And I'm going to be logically consistent. You know, uh, the the offensive line let TJ down too uh, in his two plays that he got in. Right. Uh, they let him down. And um, I hope that we're not about to find out, uh, you know, the old adage that you hear when, when people want the backup is it can't get any worse. We're about to find out if it actually can get worse um, or can't. So uh, I, I think he's got a lot of positives. He's yeah. got a big arm. Um, he does seem to move. He does. He's not super agile, but he does move within the pocket uh, well sometimes. And um, if, but uh, we're all going to be behind him. I tweeted out today. We're all going to be behind him, but I'm not sure if the offensive line is going to be able to stay in front of him. So uh, we'll we'll see. We'll just have to see how it goes. Um, but he's going to get a shot. No, you know, you're going to get a shot. And I, that's, that could be a good thing. Um, moving forward. He's got, uh, this would technically be his redo on his uh, red shirt freshman year. So uh, he could have, you know, could be the start of something, you know, maybe a three year, three year run. You never know. You never know. I think fortunately for him, he gets South Carolina this weekend, which is an, a defense sure. that statistically it's pretty good. I think it's a top five defense in the league. I know what's going into the weekend. I need to check to see if it's still that way. But watching them, they don't look like a top five defense. So right. I'm almost willing to be like, I don't know if that, you know. I, I, I think he should be able to move the ball against them. And I think Bobo can put together a game plan to help him out. So... You get a week to get comfortable, right, if you're Finley, assuming you can move the ball. And I think Auburn's defense should be able to slow down South Carolina. I don't think what happened last week can happen this week. Ah, gosh, I hope. But So you get them comfortable, and then it's like, okay, now it's the show. You come back home, you know, 87,000-plus people will be cheering you on. It will be a very electric environment. It's this 230 CBS game per usual and you got a chance to really make a statement. This is why you came to Auburn. Here is your chance. Right. You know, he Here. probably doesn't feel like he got a fair shake of it earlier in the season when he probably feels like he earned it. Well, it's his shot now. This is his job. And if you beat Alabama, man, it makes the conversation all summer about the quarterback position significantly more interesting uh, oh, yeah. over the next few months than it was even a year ago, in my opinion. Oh, there's no question. There's no question. Uh, he gets his chance to do it. And um, if I'm South Carolina, uh, I don't think I ever send less than five guys all night long. Um, I think I, I come I come hard. I come after him and, uh, you know, try to make him uncomfortable because um, it's not going to be something that he's had a ton of experience this year dealing with. Um, it seems like the times he has gone in, he's been under fire, but it's not mostly because of the opposing defenses because how poor the uh, offensive lines played. Um, and I feel like with T- 
TJ, their weaknesses will be accentuated because he's not going to be able to escape a lot of things. Um, he'll, he'll be able to maneuver in the pocket a little bit better. He's a little bit more headsy there in the pocket. But, right. uh, man, <laughs> it made this game a whole lot more interesting um, from uh, – you know, if Bo wasn't hurt and we just lost the game, you kind of don't even really care about this next game. But now you got a new quarterback in, so uh, maybe it makes it um, I got, I don't know, a little bit more exciting or, or enticing to want to watch. Right, right. Yeah, I want to talk more about this Auburn-South Carolina game in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. I use Prize Picks. You, uh, you won some stuff through Prize Picks this past weekend, didn't you? Yeah, hit a couple double ups um, this this weekend. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It really is fun. This isn't one of those things where we're just saying it. Like it's a really fun to use um, interface, and they've got a ton of different things. And I just kind of scroll, and I'm like, mm, that number seems too low. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do that one. But it's really really fun. So yeah, be sure to check out PrizePicks.com and. Um, there's a bunch of different props is the way you can play and you can either do it by stat or you can do it by, you know, projected fantasy. fantasy. Yeah. Which, which both is very fun. Um, I like doing the fantasy stuff for the quarterbacks for sure, just because it's easier for them to get more points with rushing touchdowns and stuff, but be sure to check it out. Prizepicks.com. Use promo code locked on. You'll get a hundred percent match, uh, of any deposit up to $100. Don't hesitate, prizepicks.com, or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, Charlie Five, your hat falls over your eyes as this is how you're running your business. Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade uh, to NetSuite by Oracle. You yeah. host a golf Open podcast. You don't want that, yeah. right? That, that would be terrible. No, you need not. to see where you're hitting the ball, uh, just like you need NetSuite to see the future success of your business. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. All those things are very important. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Over 27,000 businesses, 27,000, they already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-the-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for the special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing business. NetSuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Charlie Five, yeah, the South Carolina thing, it really We're seven point favorite, by the way. That's nice. Shout out betonline.ag. So this was like the least interesting game of the schedule to me. And yep. all of a sudden now it's like, okay, this doesn't seem like a gimme to me anymore. Um no. but I mean, if you're if you're South Carolina, I mean, how are you game planning? Are you just watching that last uh, drive against Georgia State and his LSU stuff? I mean, Finley owned South Carolina last year. Like he played really, he really well as the starter. Game. Yeah, and so that's that's encouraging. Bo did not look good against South Carolina a year ago. I mean, I'm just trying to sure. look at this, you know, glass half full. But this, uh, you know, that that gives me a little bit more hope. My thing is. I don't think South Carolina can do on offense what 
uh, Mike Leach did to us on offense and Will Rogers. That they're not. It, it's a. It's a. I don't. They don't have the personnel. They don't have the talent. They don't have the system to be able to pull that off. I. I would like to talk a little bit more about this. Is if you think, uh, if you thought that that performance defensively was more of the exception versus the rule, because I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure that that I believe that that was a. Uh, if that was anything more than just like flukish, not being able to uh, as far as prepare. production, or as far as production, game plan. sure. Well, the ga- well, the game plan, yeah, the game plan and production. I My guess. frustration is not the six touchdowns, the four hundred plus yards. Um, the collapse is a big deal, but the unwillingness to change. Yeah, that's it's frustrating. That's my thing. Is like just the stubbornness, uh, and that's what it comes across as, and maybe it's not. But it comes across as we are going to rush three no matter what until you score 40 points on us, then we'll change things up. And then you send four, and it's working, and then you get a bogus targeting call. But, like, the targeting call I do not blame on any of the coaching staff. I really don't blame even TD for that. It's just the, 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 the sitting there letting it happen is really what it felt like. That's, that's the issue to me. Sure, sure. And, you know, most of the time we're, you know, we, we, we give up yards in the first half, maybe some points, we make adjustments, and then we shut them down in the second half. Whereas the first half, maybe we got lulled into a little bit of a false security. Um, I The first drive they had, I thought was going to play out pretty much how the whole game was going to play out. Uh, they're going to dink and dunk, mm-hmm. dink and dunk, uh, get to the red zone, get shut down, have to kick field goals. I, I expected a lot of that. And, Me too. and that is exactly how I expected the game plan to be and it was working um to it was working in the first half and then the problem was when you make a team that passes like that go uh 10 plus plays drop 10 plus play drops i mean they were they're a passing team they're still controlling the ball like five minutes a drive like on the that's their thing i mean they've done that all year it was wild it was wild uh you you just expect like you're gonna have opportunities for an interception or you're, you're gonna have a hopefully a sack you're gonna have something and we just never we could never make it happen and like you said we never changed anything we rushed three and and dropped eight and uh whether it was off man coverage or zone or whatever we were doing it was not working it was not working and right. it was it's it's strange it, it this seemed a lot like the the game that they played against lsu uh mike leach's first year it was like Holy cow! What do we do? And then the very next, very next week, everybody just ran zone, mm-hmm. and Mike Leach couldn't do anything. And we're, you know, we're getting picked by mesh. Uh, they're running mesh routes, and we're getting picked because we're not getting up in their face, and we can't get any pressure. And he sits back, and it was just no, no, um, no adjustments. I wouldn't uh, wager to think that that defense defense would play the same if they played that team again this coming weekend. Right. Um, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm still not 100% sure if that's the exception or the rule because Derek Mason has been pretty solid all year. Mm-hmm. Um, you can point to Ole Miss. You can point to Texas A&M. Uh, got teams that we just, you know, shut down that have had success on other teams. And, man, we just uh, just dropped the ball big time. Dropped the ball big time. Six touchdowns in a row is hard to do against uh-huh. Akron. It's hard to You're score right. six touchdowns in a row against Alabama State, and they scored six touchdowns in Auburn uh, in a row. Now, now, granted, one of it they scored and then uh, got the ball back after halftime. So that right, I mean, but get a little double dip in there. Well, Whew. 
I, uh, I, I said it was a fireable offense, what they did Saturday. Bopelini got fired for it. Yeah, and somebody commented, a few people commented and reached out and said, well, what about Mike Bobo the week before at A&M? He only scored three points. That was terrible, yes. But A&M is more talented. When you look at recruiting classes, like A&M is a more talented team right. than, than Auburn is. Mississippi State is not. Auburn should not lose to Mississippi State in anything except for baseball. Like they just shouldn't lose to Mississippi State in anything, right? Um, but it, it shouldn't be close. Like the the first the first quarter and the first you know quarter and a half when Auburn went up, that's what Auburn should look like against Mississippi State, and they sure. didn't. They didn't, and that to me is an issue. Like the the talent disparity is crazy, and they just got out coached. They got out coached drastically, and it's like they ran out of plays on that script. You and I have made the joke before, like, why don't they make multiple scripts? Why don't they make yeah. the script longer? And it's just why can't and, and and why was it? What was it about this game and 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 maybe last game too? Like, we just literally cannot run the ball. Like, cannot do it. We cannot run the ball. We can't. The toss doesn't work. This this the the. the the zone doesn't work. Man on man doesn't work. I mean, what what about like certain defenses can just absolutely shut this running game down? It's 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 maddening. It's mm-hmm. absolutely maddening. Like a recipe for success is not for Bo to have to throw forty one times on good on a good two legs. You're right. Much less much less a broken ankle. Not obviously they didn't know that, but a broken ankle in the whole second half, and you went negative. You went backwards rushing the ball. Negative fourteen yards rushing in the second half. It's not good. I mean, I, I mean, I've I, I've seen a lot of Auburn games, and um, maybe the uh, I wouldn't even say um, the the national championship because we still had a chance. We still had chances to score. Um, and and, and t- I mean, this one once it started slipping, there was no stopping it, and they they just completely completely overtook us, and there was nothing we could do about it. It was it was. It was absolutely insane. And props to State for coming back and taking the lead and still getting more. Like, that's a hard thing mentally to do, to be in such a hole, and then you fight back and you take the lead, then you extend it. Like, that's hard to do. So, I mean, props to them for that. I I laughed when she said it. Um, There was a sideline reporter, and I think there was one point in time where um, she's like, I just listened to whatever. We had stopped them a couple of times. Um, Will Rogers was struggling early. And Mike Leach says, keep at it. They can't stop us. Right. I don't know if you heard her say that. I did, Heard her say that. Keep at it. So he saw it. Good for him. He saw it. They They had some execution issues early. He saw it. Keep at it. They can't stop us. And there was that's never been so so true. Boy, he so nailed true it because we could. And I don't really like look at Mike Leach as some great coach, but man, seeing it firsthand Saturday, I really gained a lot of respect for him. And I don't know if it's because it just yeah. a, you know it was a mismatch or you know he was he felt really good about their game plan or what, but he uh no oh, he impressed me for sure, for sure. It, to me, it feels. It felt a lot like uh, playing against like a triple option team. That's what it felt like to me. And and uh, we maybe we weren't super prepared or, or we weren't um, taking it serious or, or, or what. But if if you don't if you don't if you're not serious against a triple option team and shut them out early, 
and, and continue to put the hammer down on them. Uh, if, if once that momentum starts going and they can get those three, four yards at a time and they can control the clock and you can't get it back and score. And if you don't score, if you have to punt two times and they, I mean, you're, you're, in, you're in big trouble. Um, it, it felt a lot like that to me um, where it's like a triple option team, but they just do it through the pass and right. just dink and dunk you to death, paper cut you to death. Gosh, I mean, it was, it was amazing. I was numb by the end of it. It's just like, I know what's going to happen. Nothing you can do about it. Hey, uh, you know what makes everything better? What's that? Frisky whiskey. Frisk every time. Every, every time. time. Every time. There was somebody that Adding said there's not enough frisky whiskey in the world to make that loss better. And I disagree with you. I think Frisky Whiskey yep. makes everything better. You show up, uh, and it's about 15 or 20 minutes, like right when you get into the into Georgia, um, off of I-85, if you're on the uh, in the Auburn, Opelika, Lee County area. You walk in, 10,000 square feet of just incredible selection, and then you stop, Charlie Five, and you look at the prices. And you're like, holy cow. How is this hey. place even making money with these prices? I don't know. Not my problem, but I just buy stuff from there. And it's, it's delicious. It's great. And uh, they got great service, too. If you can't find something, um, they'll even go to the back. You're one of those people that make them go to oh, the yeah. back. But, yeah, be sure to check them out. Frisky Whiskey. The stuff in the back's always better. Um, there's no question. <laughs> there's no question. Also, today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. You mentioned, what was the line again? A touchdown? Auburn minus seven, yeah. Where you where you leading, Mister uh, Mister Master of Betting? Man, I might I might be looking at South. I, I think I I pretty much I think I take South Carolina in the points right now. Uh, I think I would too. I think I would too. But BetOnline.ag is the best place to uh, to put down your wager on anything sports. They've also got things outside of sports as well. So be sure to check out their tremendous options of betting at betonline.ag, and when you make your deposit, use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, let's assume Auburn does beat South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And then they lose to Alabama. You're 7-5. What's the mood? What's the mood going into the offseason? Uh, it should just be, uh, it, it, I think a lot of it would depend on how recruiting closed. Um, it sure. should just be, I mean, before the season we said, I mean, I hate to be this way because people be like, Oh, you're just happy with seven, four, eight or seven, five, eight, and four. No. Are you the voice of public opinion just now? Is that what that was? Yeah. That was the voice of public opinion. Okay. It's, it's there, there is, there is, uh, pers- there's reality involved and we are depleted talent wise, especially on the lines. And uh, I think there were some great things that happened this year. Uh, and then there was the collapse that we saw Saturday and, you know, I'm not so sure that that's not something we should have expected at least at some point in time uh, that that potential was there. So I'm, I'm, I feel like from the attitude and, and leadership uh, and just the uh, maybe the, the toughness uh, you can't this this game wasn't really an area where toughness was it was so finesse it wasn't really uh, anything that really factored in but we finished some games out late this year we've um, put some teams away late we've come back this year so mm-hmm. I think seven and five um, you know if you close with a pretty good recruiting class in December you know look competitive against Alabama maybe um, that maybe that puts us a little bit ahead of schedule I, I think I, I really like the idea of bowl season with this staff too, because in the Malzahn era, you kind of got the vibe that like, unless it was, you know, one of our new year, six years or the, obviously the natty year, 
Um, you didn't really care about it. But I yeah. think uh, I think Harson, big bowl game guy. Harson is a big bowl game guy. <laughs> that dude can't do anything without competing in it. So yeah, I love that, right. and I think our team will get better in the month of December because of it. So that's exciting. That's something we get to talk about. But I don't know. We're probably gonna play some you big. Can't 10 have team, too right? many of these. You can't have too many of these. And if he loses net, if he loses next week. Um, there's going to be a lot of sourness. There's going to be a lot of sourness uh, moving forward. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, if you go six don't. and six and then lose a, in a bowl game, that's yeah, that that, that that's bad. That's very very bad. For sure. Um, For sure. Can I can I talk? I'm seeing a similar talking point in a lot of places. People are tweeting it out. People are sharing it on Facebook, and it kind of ticks me off just because I think it's ridiculous. Can we talk about this just for a second? I know. I'm, I think I know where you're Do going. Do you? With it. Gosh, yeah. we're so in sync. It's crazy. So I'm seeing everyone share the fact that Nick Saban was seven and six in his first year at Alabama. Okay. Is that where you thought I was going? That is not where I thought okay. you were going. I want to yeah, go where you thought going. next because I want to hear what makes you mad. But yeah. everyone's like, well, Nick Saban was seven and six. We need to calm down. We need to calm down for a second. It's like Nick Saban's not good because he went seven and six his first year. That that is a worthless fact. Like that has yeah. nothing to do with where Alabama is today. Alabama's not good now because Nick Saban went seven and six in his first year. Stop the, it. Get out of here the, with that stuff. The only remotely, uh, the only remotely thing I can kind of get on board with that is that I think uh, that seven and five, seven and six from Alabama was a lot of kicking people off the team. Sure, uh, changing the culture, uh, getting the bad eggs out. I get that. Um, and and you know it didn't result in, in wins. And, but the but the the thing people don't remember is that recruiting class, that 2008 recruiting class, was absolutely. That's outrageous. when it started. That's when it That's started. Where it start? That yep. is when it started. And then 2008, or yeah, 2008, because then the 2008 season they almost won the SEC championship. So. Um, and then you, that 2009 you, you, team was crazy. Yeah, if you say that the, the if you say that this first year is a lot like Nick Saban's, um, then what you're saying is we should see uh, a huge uptick next year um, based off recruiting, and and that's what you you can't just the record doesn't. I mean, the record and 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 the whole scenario doesn't really line up. I'm with you. I'm with you. What are you seeing, Sherry, that makes you mad? Uh oh, what's any different this than Gus? Oh, we lost gosh. game. We collapsed. We collapsed games with Gus. Uh, I, we had a caller on after the game that that was that was his point of contention. We saw this same thing with Gus. What's did the, Dan what's let you answer it? Now? He did. Okay, he did. Good. I was like, I, well, this is season one versus season you know five, six, and seven. Uh-huh. So I mean, huge difference. Huge difference. But um, I mean, yeah, comparing it, com- kind of. Pretending that we're that we that we didn't have to make a change or that we didn't have to move on uh, because of this one game is is so so silly so silly. I've this is the most speechless I've ever been after a after an Auburn game. Yep, with the exception yep. of twenty thirteen, but for different reasons. Right, right. Yeah. I'm. I mean, my biggest thing I'm worried. I'm focused on right now. My thing is, I feel like on the field, Brian Harson's going to get it figured out. On the field, he's going to get it figured out. I agree. But, but talent wise, can you? How are we going to get uh-huh. the guys here to to play? Like, 
you can't yeah, get I, them all through the portal. You can't get them all through the portal. And recruiting, it so seems I, like. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Why can't you? Well, because, I mean, you can't get them all through the portal. You can supplement, I think, through the portal. But you can't – I just don't feel like you can consistently build on guys coming from – that are either – the only way you could do it is if you get all the guys that are – from lower tier lower tier mm-hmm. schools that are stars that move up. You're not going to make I think, it. I taking, think you could totally master the portal. Yeah. And and do your thing. Now, obviously yeah. you can't do it all, but like if they got 10 dudes in the portal every year and you felt good about your 12 to 15 high school dudes, I think you could do it. I really do. Just because I, I think you're going to have a nice mixture, and I like transfers. I liked it before the portal was popular. Everyone was like, oh, Gus only wanted to get JUCO guys. I'm like, okay, I don't care. Like, they're dudes. Like, and you get them for two seasons. Like, I, I that never bothered me. Um, right. I like it. Like, I, I'm fine with, you know, getting a Bidarius Knight and then a Marcus Harris. Give me four of those dudes every year. And then, you know, you right. got to figure out how to get them on the offensive line. I think that's important. Um, That's a bit, yeah. But if That's we had a, a Marcus Harris type impact player on the offensive line, this team looks totally different offensively. I believe that. I think one dude could really make that much of an impact. But, and with this being the really the first full year of the one time transfer thing, and you're and you're immediately eligible, eligible, maybe it becomes more mainstream and there's yeah. more good options available. It's kind of like last minute, the ruling got, they ruled it, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that you could do it. And then a bunch of people jumped in real quick, but now we've had like a whole year to kind of let it, people see how it plays out. So maybe, I mean, you're, you're maybe telling this me, you're telling me there's not some like true sophomore at a school like Troy or South Troy, or, yeah, like or Samford or something where it's like, I'm better than those guys are. I could play at Auburn. And it's like, dude, you probably could. You probably could right now. Come on. And you got three years of eligibility. Like, okay, give me that in a heartbeat, dude. You're going to have to have that right now. If you are for for an impact for next year, an impact for next year, you're going to have to have it. You're going to have to have You're You're not Easton Harris and Drew Bobo. I love, I'm I'm fired up about them. I I want them to get here and get in the weight room. They're still not tackles though. Yeah, they're not tackles. The kid from New York, Malik Ogbo, or whatever his name is, even if it, the big four-star guy, even if we get him, like you can't be expected to years rely away. on him. Yeah, yeah, he's two years away. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can. You're and, gonna unless, have to unless to you just bite the bullet and you're like, you know what, we're not gonna compete in 2022 anyway. Let's just let's just play my guys. If you're Brian Harson, like I'm just gonna play my dudes. And I'm going to make them better. And by the end of the season, that, maybe we can beat somebody we're not supposed to. That unless you have that reason, mindset, that's another reason with the portal that's going to be tough because Brian Harson is very selective on what his dude, what that means. That's not a bad uh, thing. But dude, there's going to be not like, a bad thing. There's going to be like four thing. million people in the portal this year. Like it's going to be ridiculous. There will be a ton of people. There, you're you're right about half that. of the like the college football option. options. Like if you were a college football athlete, like one of every four of do. One out of every four dudes may be in the portal. It's going to be it ridiculous. Be. It will be. It will. It will absolutely explode. The the, the options are going to be very very big. You're absolutely right. Now, and I said that. I think I've said that maybe if not the last show, the one before where we talked about you know one full year of watching it play out. Yeah, uh, it could it could definitely explode for sure. Yeah, and Auburn dudes like most dudes benefited. Even the guys that left us and went other places like 
Um, JD put up a story on AuburnWire.com kind of updating the guys that left. And like most dudes, uh, unless they got hurt, most dudes are, are, are in a better spot for them. And much like sure. the guys that came in, like most dudes are in a better situation. Other than Drayshawn Miller, they I think they're all in a better situation than they were a year ago. And that's, that yep. is a weird situation, nonetheless. Charlie Five, where can people find you and hear you, my friend? You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five, auburnlive.com, the corner message board, Auburn 247 Sports, the body get aboard, or Monday through Fridays on the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Let's go. Let's go. I'm on Twitter at Z Black. We show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. Tune in tomorrow. It's a War Report Wednesday. Mike G, C-Dub, and the guys will hang out and join us. If you're watching on YouTube, please click that subscribe button, like the video, leave a comment. would love to hear from you. Thanks for making Locked on Auburn your first listen. For your second listen, go check out Chris Gordy with Locked on SEC. I think I'm actually on that show today. So there you go. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.